Welcome to the Healthy Celiac Podcast. I'm your host, Belinda from belindawheelan.com, and here you will learn to live your very best life with celiac disease. Now, we are going to be talking all about health-related topics because you, my friend, are more than just a woman with celiac disease. Welcome to the show. Okay, so welcome back to the Healthy Celiac Podcast. I'm your host, Belinda Whelan, and I'm so excited today because I have my first international guest on the show. So I'd like you to help welcome Anne Campanella to the program. And I'm very excited because Anne is actually an author and she has written an amazing memoir called Celiac Mum. And she's here to join us today and talk about her book. So welcome, Anne. Thanks for being here. Thank you. This is a wonderful way to travel during COVID times. Oh, isn't it just? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes, it's so great to be here. Thank oh, you, Belinda. You're welcome. You're so welcome. So, and your daughter, Sydney, was diagnosed with celiac disease at the age of five. So do you want to tell us a little bit about the journey that you had up until that point? Sure. Um, goodness. Anybody who's a mom knows that when your child doesn't feel well, it's just the worst. Um, You're just constantly worried about it. And she had so many symptoms that now I realize were typical of celiac. Mm -hmm. Um, But back then I had no idea. She uh, did not sleep through the night, not just when she was a baby, but all the way Mm -hmm. up until the age of five, she was waking up. She couldn't nap. Uh, she had obviously dark circles under her eyes, probably yeah. from not sleeping. Yeah. She had terrible stomach aches when she ate. Um, and then she also had chronic constipation, um, severe bloating. And uh, one of the worst things was she was not growing properly. And I was watching as the years went by, like when she was in preschool, her friends just kept growing and growing. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was like in the same clothes for three years. Yeah. I think she wore the same Halloween costume three <laughs> years in a row. And wow. I thought, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, and so that was, it just led me to basically every night I would be on the internet searching, trying to figure out what was going on. Yeah. And it was 15 years ago. So there was not a lot of information out there. Mm-hmm. And every now and then the word celiac would pop up, okay. but I didn't really know what it was. And so I just kind of kept it in the back of my head. Yeah. And it wasn't until a friend who knew I was concerned. Oh, I, I took her to many, many doctors mm-hmm. and they yeah. all said, oh, you know, you're just worrying too much. She's fine. She's a normal child. Feed her more vegetables, give her more water, you know, Uh just, and I'm thinking, (laughs) you're not listening to me. Um, But finally, a friend um, who did understand that I was seriously concerned, she had somebody in her family who uh, was not growing properly either. And she did not have celiac but she was able to pass on the name of an endocrinologist who was wonderful. And within five minutes of talking to him, he was pretty sure that we should test her for celiac. Mm. And um, that was the beginning of the story. Yeah. Such a relief, isn't it, to hear that? I remember that with my diagnosis. It was just like, thank goodness, there's hope. There's finally an answer. It's not all in my head. 
and doctors that have told me that it's nothing for so long there's a reason so I I felt so much of the emotion in your book I could just feel the pain that you were going through and my son he's five and he's got non-celiac gluten sensitivity so we Mm. went through a very I guess similar journey but I guess not as extreme but because I had celiac disease already I was already on major watch I knew what was going on I could feel that these symptoms were very similar to celiac disease so it took us a long time to get a diagnosis I can't even imagine going through it without Mm. any knowledge of the celiac disease so you've Uh done amazing Mm. and changed your whole family's lifestyle and cooking and food which I felt every ounce (laughs) of that in your book it was just incredible so yeah that was definitely a journey and I guess you'd have to read the book to really get a sense of it because I was not a cook Mm -hmm. and my husband was not exactly sure he wanted to go on this journey with me (laughs) and he was pretty sure he did not have any issues with gluten but I was like well you know if Sydney has to go through this I just don't want her to be alone so I'm gonna try it yeah and um and so struggling first of all just to feed her that was my main goal and then I thought well if I'm feeding her this way I'm gonna feed myself this way and eventually my husband realized if he wanted to eat anything that was in the house he'd better start (laughs) eating gluten-free exactly Um, so that worked out okay Um, but again not being a cook I was just stumbling um, every step of the way and trying to figure out how do I do this? And reading labels in the grocery store and getting headaches and yeah. thinking, this is not what I'm meant to do. You know, I am not. And yet, you know, I, I think God has a funny way of, you know, giving us what we really need. Exactly. And, yes. Uh, and really over, over time, it has been such a blessing to me and for my health, yeah. not to mention Sydney just turned around so quickly. I mean, the first summer that we took her off of gluten, she sprouted about three inches. Yeah. And just to see that and to see the bloating dissipate and just the joy and the energy. Uh, when she was eating gluten, I thought that her personality was such that all she wanted to do was sit and read and be very quiet. Yeah. But I realized later that was just because she didn't have the energy exactly. to do anything more. Yes. And once she had gluten, <laughs> she was just running around the house and being a normal toddler yeah. which uh, or five-year-old. And that was just such a joy to see yeah. the change. Oh, absolutely. Definitely. It's incredible, isn't it? Just what food does to us and to be able yes. to make those changes. And like you said, it's hard. And I think a lot of people when their child has been diagnosed with celiac disease, you do look at it like a blessing because you see how much healthier and happier your child is. And as a result, both you and your husband have been able to go on and become healthier and look after your own lives as well. So I think in yes. that respect, it really is a blessing. So yes, wonderful. My, my husband jokes and says that it's improved his golf game at oh. least 10 strokes. <laughs> I love the part in your book how he did, he was doing a trial for a week on gluten-free in the lead-up to going away on a golf trip. <laughs> and then he had a, was yes. it, a, was it a hot dog before he um, went away? He had a, 
a sub, just like oh, a that's right, a subway. A that's sandwich. right. Yeah, and then he felt yes. really sick, and oh, yes. So uh, yes, and yeah. he called me, and he was like, "I'm never eating gluten again." And <laughs> thought, "Who is this? Yeah, <laughs> who are you? And what have you done with my husband?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's yeah. good when people work it out for themselves like that, isn't it? As well, that they yes. realize they feel better. So yeah, very much, very yeah. much. Although he is the one. If anybody's going to cheat, he will cheat every yeah. now and then. Yeah. Um, and he it doesn't seem to harm him that much. He doesn't feel great, but it's not not a good thing. Sydney cannot no. have even a speck of gluten. And if I have a little bit, I am just miserable and yeah. I can't, I can't sleep for three nights. And, um, so, but I don't have the digestive issues okay. as badly as she does. Yeah. Yeah. So how old is Sydney now? She is 20. 20. Okay. And she's just yes. gone off to college. Is that right? She went off. Well, she's a sophomore. So she's, this is her second year. Right. Okay. And how, yes. how are you finding that? Because that is kind of like you've, you've taught her all of these lessons. You've taught her how to look after her health and how to eat well. And now she's out there doing it alone without mama bear. So how, yes. how do you feel about that? That has been um, a real challenge in me letting go. Okay. And then also trying to sort of guide her gently Yes. Um, but she's she very much took control of her own eating, um, even at the age of five or six. As soon as she knew what her what limited her and what would harm her, yes. she was pretty good about it. Yeah. So it wasn't as hard as you might think. Mm-hmm. But then there were things that came up that she just never had to deal with, like yeah, okay. cafeteria food yeah. and dealing with all the the people that uh well just like social situations in college it's a little different than social situations in high school and so she's just having to learn to speak up on a whole new level yeah but it's been great for her because she's learning to communicate and you know share what her needs are yeah and it's like this is something you have to do anyway in life and she's you know learning it from the ground up yeah so um And I'm just so thankful I haven't had that middle of the night call. You know, mom, I feel oh, terrible. Yeah. So, oh, so far that's beautiful. gone well. Beautiful. Oh, that's a relief, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Definitely. It is. Oh, that's good. Yes. That's wonderful. So what advice would you give to other parents that are, have been on a similar journey to you? So parents that have just found out that their child has got celiac disease, what would be the best advice that you think you could give to those parents? My goodness, that is a great question. And I, I should have been more prepared for it. That's okay. Um, I guess, all right, I'll throw out a couple of things. Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, first, be very kind to yourself yeah. um, because it is such a huge transition and most people are not going to have any idea what you're going through. Like the fact that food is related to every single event, every activity that we do, and you are going to be on the outside looking in so often, or your child is going to be on the outside looking in. So be so kind to yourself and be so kind to them. Every birthday party, they will not be able to eat the same food as 
all of their friends. And that's just, it's heartbreaking. And yet it's like, life isn't perfect and you can't go in expecting everything, you know, a bowl of cherries for every situation. Yeah. But it's hard and it, and there is a little bit of a heartbreak each time that happens. And even, even today, if Sydney says, you know, mom, they had, you know, veal Parmesan and I couldn't eat it. It just, you know, my heart just aches a little bit for her. And I say, you know, we'll go get something good when you come home for Christmas break. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, just try to remind her that there is, it's okay. And that yeah. she'll get through it. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, I would try to find a support network. Mm-hmm. And there are so many people like you, you know, on Instagram, you know, you can find people who know what they're doing there's yeah. it's just amazing what's available compared yeah. to compared to when, before oh yes no you and I were, <laughs> were going through this right there was nobody yeah. had to figure um, it out so, ourselves yes yeah so there really is just so much information out there mm-hmm. um, and if you can connect with a nutritionist or a dietitian somebody that can give you the ropes yeah. um, that's a great way to start Definitely. The other thing I would suggest, because this helped me, a friend of mine um, said, you know, Anne, let me help you at least get a couple of meals that you know you can feed your child. Yeah. And so finding, you know, three, four, five meals that are easy to fix. Yeah. For me as a non-cook, that was <laughs> number one. <laughs> In fact, I, you'll remember from the book, I fed my daughter spaghetti for like a whole semester um, <laughs> because that was so easy. I could just yeah. make a big pot yeah. of it and, and do that. Yeah. But if you can do that and you know that your child is going to be fed, then you can just, you know, sit back and take a sigh of relief and then yes. start to add to your repertoire. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely. Now I love how you just mentioned about being kind to yourself because what I hear a lot from parents is there's a lot of guilt. They feel guilty that their child has got celiac disease and they don't. They, they want to take it away from them and have that. So it is very important as a parent to look after yourself and, and not feel guilty because as much as we want to take our child's pain away, we've just got to empower them and teach them how to live with it, I guess, is the best thing that we can do, exactly. isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. And if you can really take on the idea that while it's hard right now, it will be a blessing for your child in the future. Yes. They will learn so much through this journey. Yeah. And so, you know, that's a huge thing, which I had no idea when I started. I, I was just like, oh, woe is me. Poor me, poor me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Stages um, of emotions, the roller coaster. Yes. <laughs> yes. And part of it was because I, I couldn't go to my mom. She had Alzheimer's and yes. I couldn't go to her and say, mom, how do I deal with this? Yeah. But so if you you know, don't have a mom, you don't have that support. Um, there are people out there that can provide that for yeah. you and just give you the perspective that right. it, it will be okay. In Absolutely. fact, it'll be better than okay. Yeah, I totally agree. It's definitely, definitely tough in the beginning, but it gets easier and then life becomes wonderful again. And yeah. Yes. Like- yes. And when you, when you think of the health that you regain by eating properly and nourishing your body, it's just, it's like you get a whole new sense of vibrancy, yeah. both for you and your child, if you yeah. join them on the journey. Yeah. 
I agree. Absolutely. That's wonderful. I love everything that you shared. <laughs> That's wonderful. Oh, thank you, Belinda. <laughs> so before we wrap up, do you want to share a little bit more about your book and where we can find it? If people want to purchase it for themselves and read it, where, where can we find that? Sure. I would love to. Um, it is available on Amazon and it is available in Australia, I believe. Yep. Um, and uh, you can go to the Amazon website or you go to my website, uh, which is annecampanella.com. Um, or you can go to my Instagram account, which is gluten-free for good. And um, if you go to my bio, it's easy to find um, Celiac Mom there. Okay, beautiful. I'll pop some links below in the show notes as well. So okay, great. Find those, great. those places easy Thank for you. them. So, yeah. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the listeners before we go? I just want to say thank you, Belinda, for doing the work that you're doing. Um, I've been listening to your podcast and kind of catching up on some of your episodes and just thinking what an amazing gift it is. It's like a handrail for people to to just take the journey one step at a time. And it is really something special. So I I so appreciate it. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you saying that. That's beautiful. (laughs) make me cry (laughs) but yeah it it is true the more of us that talk about it and bring awareness that the more we can help others so I really appreciate you as well and your book and I hope that our listeners go out and purchase it and and read it and I actually think that your book would be an amazing resource for people to share with their family because Mm -hmm. there's so much rawness and emotion in it that I think if people shared that with their loved ones they would get why we need to feed our children gluten-free they would understand why we ask all the questions and we need to know you know what have you prepared this food on and all of the things that go with making sure our children are safe so I think your book would be amazing not only for people with celiac disease but for their loved ones to to learn more about this autoimmune thank you thank you that Um, that reminds me when I had finished the manuscript, I actually gave it to Sydney's grandfather who was not a big proponent of celiac and gluten-free and was not really supportive. But after he read the manuscript, he had tears in his eyes and he came to Sydney and said, you're my hero. And that just, um, just really filled my heart yeah so i i thank you for that and i I do believe that memoirs tell a story and they educate through that and it's sort of an easier way to learn about something scientific than like celiac than having to read you know lots and lots of um scientific journals or yeah so hopefully it's an easy way for the medicine to go down yes I think I think you've done it perfectly in that respect definitely oh thank you (laughs) thank you (laughs) no you're welcome appreciate that all right well thank you so much for being on the show I'm I'm beyond excited that we made this happen because you know we're in completely different time zones and countries so thank you so much Anne for being on the show and you're welcome I'm, I'm excited to share your book with everyone and hopefully you get more people to be able to be more aware of celiac disease through your amazing memoir so yeah thanks for being on the thank show thank you thank you belinda and i will be sharing your information also oh to thank people you appreciate that. For resources yeah that'd be great
Thank you so much. If you enjoyed this episode, head to BelindaWhelan.com to get yourself a free copy of my exclusive ebook, 11 Mistakes People Make Going Gluten-Free Living with Celiac Disease.